Well, look at that. It is Friday, and that means it's time for another edition of the Speaking For Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt, alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gamison. Hello, Adam. It's great to be with you, and it's it's great to have Adam in that producer's chair for several episodes for the spring and summer at least. Adam's schedule has leveled out, and so here we are once again, the uh, great twosome that we are. But we are joined today by two more um, wonderful individuals. We have Naomi Van Harn, who is now a regular for our book club podcast, and she has a guest she would like to introduce all of us to. So why don't you go ahead and do that, Naomi? Yep, I'd like to introduce my good friend, Denise Dykstra, and I almost forgot your last name for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but she, I met her through our local library. And truth be told, that's why I let you introduce her, because yeah. I didn't want to mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> since, we're, since we're in full disclosure mode yeah. at this point. <laughs> and because of the length of time between book club podcasts, I've given up trying to put a year to each of these, you know, groups of books, but we are on our fourth book in the cycle. So that means in the coming weeks, we'll be looking for four new books to read. Um, in the past, we've read for, uh, a classic and then a contemporary-ish um, Christian novel and then a Christian growth title and then a autobiography. And today we are on the autobiography section of our latest cycle of books, and we are going to be discussing um, The Magnolia Story by Chip and Joanna Gaines. For those who um, are familiar with the show Fixer Upper, they are the hosts of that show. And even if you are not and have never seen their show, you would still benefit greatly from reading their book. But before we get any further, Adam, why don't you um, give us our quote of the day? And this is from Joanna Gaines in The Magnolia Story. Don't quit and don't give up. Reward is just around the corner. And in times of doubt or times of joy, listen for that still, small voice. Know that God has been there from the beginning, and he will be there until the end. And actually, that is basically the final paragraph of the book. Um, But I thought it was just such a really good quote um, to center our discussion on because – one of the things I really respect about the Gaines is I, for the most part, I couldn't care less about HGTV. <laughs> um, I don't really care that much about home remodels. My mom's obsessed with HGTV. She tries to record every HGTV show there is. Well, that's an exaggeration. But anyway, <laughs> she really likes it. But I'm not really that into it. But when I started watching Fixer Upper, I was pulled in because Chip and Joanna Gaines – they love what they do and they love each other and they're also believers and it comes through in their show. And so it's been a fun show to watch even if you're not too interested in home remodels. So that's what drew me to the idea of um, reading their book and hopefully eventually I'll have the privilege of interviewing them. Um, once I have a podcast episode that goes viral – Maybe that will happen, and maybe this will be the one that will. We'll <laughs> Let's to, make that happen. We'll have to wait and see what happens. But anyway, so we're just going to have a, a discussion about this, and I hope that it will be uh, encouraging to everyone in our audience, and I hope I will encourage them to read this book and also to join us for future adventures of reading good books. 
As I've said before, I only choose books for this book club that I really think you should read um, to benefit you both in life in general and also in your Christian walk. So we're just going to um, begin. And uh, Naomi, could you begin by giving us some general thoughts that you had about this book? Well, I will confess that I never watched the show. And the only reason I knew about the book was because of Denise. So I came at it not knowing anything about them. And I'll say if you're somebody that has never read it or, you know, never watched the show or anything like that, you will enjoy reading it. It was very inspirational. And if you're somebody who is, um, I don't know, like if you like to decorate and everything like that, she is a true inspiration. I think she really has a gift. And you got that without watching the show, yeah, which I exactly. couldn't wait to hear her perspective on it because she hasn't watched the show. Yeah. Uh, so, Denise, would you like to give us your perspective on the book? Yeah, you totally didn't have to twist my arm to read this because <laughs> I love Fixer Upper. And we bought our first house three years ago. Well, not our first house, but we moved three years ago. And that's when we got cable. And I just freaked. I'm like, this town <laughs> life is all right. And... Uh, <laughs> Someone had told me to watch Fixer Upper. I'm pretty sure it was my mom. And uh, I was like, this this show is pretty cool. I, I like it. And then my husband was such a chick show. Oh, my word. <laughs> we are not watching this. And uh, he loves it, too. And we just love the dynamic of the couple, Chip and Joe. And then the house they showed, I was like, this house this is like our house. We could do this. And then my husband thought, maybe we should never watch it again. But I mean, like I pre-ordered the book. I've got the magazine. Um, so yeah, I, I love, I love their story and I loved this book. And my husband, he listened to it, um, because I made him and, uh, he said it was one of the best books and he recommends it to everyone just because of the story and, uh, just how inspirational they really are. Well, and one of the cool things about the book, too, is that they read it in tandem. So it's just like watching a prolonged episode of their show. And they have the same witty banter, the same back and forth that they would have on the show. So it's really neat. And I, I just really like the way that they have allowed God to work in their lives and how their their business grew and their family grew um, out of – just obedience to God. I think it's like totally exciting that um, this book doesn't cover that, but they announced a few months ago that they're expecting their fifth child and they're, they're genuinely excited about it, which is refreshing to see in this world in which we live where sometimes when you, once you are expecting your fourth child, um, people start raising their eyebrows. Like, why would you do that on purpose? Or did you do that on purpose? But it's just so um, refreshing to see a positive um, family experience too. Like they incorporate – one of the things I really like about the TV show is that they incorporate their kids into their remodel projects. They always have their kids helping them with the little things. So they always are around their kids. And when I first started watching the show actually, it was interesting that they never went far outside of Waco. And I was like – how can they have a show when they never go anywhere but Waco? Yeah. But the reason is because they wanted to always be there for their kids. Mm-hmm. They never wanted to put the show above their kids. So I thought that was um, very interesting. Um, so 
As you're uh, reading this book, we'll start with Denise and then go to Naomi. What do you think is the biggest takeaway, the biggest lesson that you think you got from this book? Well, I would say, I don't know. You can't just limit it to one thing. But the biggest takeaway was that I really appreciated how they showed through the whole book. And then God did this. And then God did this. And we didn't see it at the moment. But... um this is how he was working behind the scene. And um, just if they would just continue to be faithful, I really faithful to believing that he he had something bigger planned. And when they were going through their really tough time, um, which, I, you know, you don't really want to give us a spoiler. But when they were going through that, how they they helped each other and how they just worked together so well. It was it's just an amazing story. That's real. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that just the way that they prioritize listening to God is a pretty huge thing um, because a lot of times, uh, you know, even the things that I'm doing now, even with this podcast and stuff, it can feel insignificant. But the Bible says to despise not small beginnings. And I'm sure there were times before um, the Magnolia story exploded where they felt like it was small beginnings and there wasn't much going on, but God had a plan all the way through. I mean, the, even when they're talking about meeting each other and becoming a couple, they each say that, that they were the last type of person that the other one was was seeking, <laughs> and yet they both feel like they got the better end of the deal, which is an awesome thing to hear from both of them. You know, so I, I and I would I would I would echo that. I think I've talked at length on this podcast of how I've struggled in different ways to trust God. Uh, I try to be very transparent about that. And whenever I get a chance to read a story where people are really walking through that day by day, it just encourages my heart and encourages me to keep going. And this is encouraging me to continue to write my story. Um, my dad's been after me for several years to write my story. And I kind of, feel like there's not a lot there because I'm just living my life. But as I step back and think about it, I realize that God has brought me through a lot. I mean, Adam knows from the beginning of this podcast, we've come a long way. We've interviewed a lot of cool people. We're closing in on 300 shows. So it's something that we never would have thought in the beginning. I'm sure Adam to this day wonders what he got himself into. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's just interesting to see how God works. And now he's he's brought Denise to us. So, I mean, it's just exciting how God is expanding our borders and our opportunities. So um, do you have a favorite? Uh, oh, did we no. go to you? Oh, no, okay. So, I want to say too, the other thing that was really cool tying into that first question is they just make their life it's, it's this whole adventure, and through the whole book, they're just talking about, and now we're on to the next adventure, and now we're on to the next adventure. And when you want to stay, I mean, they just aren't real safe. Like, you know, it's just crazy. But, um, yeah, it was super fun. But I really want to hear Naomi's perspective on this because she's never watched the show. Yeah, so what's the next question? <laughs> uh, see, see, I don't know if she told you this. But one of the reasons she brought you in was so that she wouldn't have to talk as much. Yes. <laughs> oh, we're in book club together. I know she's got a lot All to right. say. So, so as far as lessons 
um, about this book? Is there anything come to mind, Naomi? I love how anytime they faced a trial, they would say how they would lean into one another. And, you know, they were like, well, we can either fa- face this together or, you know, if we don't face it together, we'll fall apart. And I think that in today's society, it's really easy in marriages to just be like, you know, this isn't working and, and give up. And so I just love that again and again, she would say, you know, we're facing this trial, but we know we have to stick together to get through it. And I loved that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, there's a, there's a meme that goes around, has been going around Facebook several times and it, it, it's and a young, uh, young couple's talking to an older couple and said, how are you married, you know, 50 or 60 years? How did... How did you make it work? And they said, well, we lived in an era where when, where when something was broken, you fixed it mm-hmm. instead of throwing it away. And and I just really think that's extremely relevant. And it was really touching um, because recently we lost former First Lady Barbara Bush. And uh, she and George H.W. Bush had the longest presidential marriage. They were married for 73 years. Mm-hmm. Now that's almost twice my life <laughs> and, yet, and yet and yet they were they were married for that long and they clearly still loved each other to the end and so it's just amazing that it does work if you're both all in so um let's see Naomi what's your favorite story in this book when they get home from the honeymoon <laughs> Because <laughs> that is real life. And I love that. And I won't tell. But just let me say my parents had a lot of stories very similar. So <laughs> And let me just say Adam, There's a camper involved. In the cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Let me just say, Adam, there's a lot of books that we read uh, for our book club that are longer and I understand that you're a busy guy. But this one doesn't take that long to read. Or you can get the audio and listen to Chip and Joanna. Yeah, it's all four CDs. That's how my husband judges it. It's like, oh, it's four CDs. We can do that. Four CDs. It's not not 54 like the Les Mis audio. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think my CD uh, holder has that many slots for him. But But anyway, you should – Read and or listen to this book. I, I would love you, to. I think you would love it. I think I think it'd be into it too. You had me at uh, cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. is is that your favorite story as well, Denise? Uh, I love that story a lot. But when Joe has to hide in the closet so she doesn't get arrested, oh, <laughs> like. <sighs> Like I so see that, and when she's when she's oh I have a baby and how will we do this? It was it was a nail biter because you know they obviously come out of this, but yeah, that that you just can't really top that story. There's there's so many stories, but those those two are really again. It's hard to talk about these books without doing spoilers, but I have to bring this story up. (laughs) The fact that after their first baby was born. Joanna decided to go running to oh, get rid of baby oh, yes. weight, and he left their baby home <laughs> three different times. times. Oh, three different times. Oh my word! To go to the store and you just go For back. All sweet, legit things. I mean, you just don't know <laughs> when you have a baby that you have to remember them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> They're just always there now. Yeah, there's yeah. no manual so, that comes with them. I so, suppose. So the first two times, of course, he apologizes, and it will never happen again. <laughs> The third time, she sees him in the truck, and she's running along, and she realizes that she, he forgot the baby again. So she ran home, 
He said that she got there faster than he did because <laughs> he had this old truck that took forever to turn around, and she never went running after that for the whole first year <laughs> of her awesome. oldest child's life. So I think that is probably the funniest story. <laughs> but I think it would be so cool to hang out with them. They just seem oh, like for sure. they I just agree. seem like so such great people. And they have so much going on. I mean, Fixer Upper is getting ready to end. Oh, Fixer but, Upper did I think it did just end. Or it just got to just did. Yeah. But they're but Joanna's starting a new show. Um Behind the Design. Yeah, behind the design. So they're they're gonna stay busy. And stay on the air. I'm sure Chip will get in there somehow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because he's the comic relief. You know, you gotta have, gotta have. The well, comic she just had her cookbook come out. Her cookbook, uh, I think, released last week. Amazon Prime. You're awesome. And uh, <laughs> amen. Magnolia story. They have the or Magnolia Journal. They have their magazine, and that comes out four times oh, a year. So. Oh, and, and uh, I believe Chip has a book called Capital Gains yep, exactly. as well. So. <laughs> So plenty of things going yes. on in the Chip and Joanna universe. All they right. make me exhausted just thinking of everything <laughs> going on. And their fifth child's on the way, as I mentioned earlier as well. So as if they didn't have oh, anything else. They need to open like a Gaines Ben breakfast so they can relax or something, <laughs> you know? Well, I think they have a restaurant and they have their Magnolia store and they have, you know, they, she still does design work. So they have plenty of stuff already yeah. open. Wow. Ben Breakfast would be up there, Ellie, though. I can yeah. see that. Mm-hmm. I'd definitely go to it. <laughs> they decorate a little bit, have their four seasons of Fixer Up around the shelf for everybody to watch. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um,. We're all pretty familiar with the book now, having read the whole thing, except for Adam. He's kind of left out. <laughs> but, uh, the imagination do its thing. But even as a fan of Fixer Upper, Denise, was there anything that was surprising to you about this book? What do you think would be the most surprising? Um, well, I can give you my husband's perspective on that. He okay. thought that this was just a drama. It was just a big drama made for TV Chip really isn't a builder type thing. And then he read the book and, and just to hear their story is just absolutely, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we, I just come from a family and a community where our guys are out there working hard and that's what Chip does. And that comes through this book so well. Um, so that part, that part really surprised my husband. He, he enjoyed it. Like I said, a, a ton. The part I really liked in this book that, you know, everyone's going to have a different perspective because of how they're coming at it. But the part that just went oh to my heart was where they talk about the shotgun house and how she direct de- 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 decorated that for her family in mind. And that was the first time she said, it's not just pretty, it's for my family. And um, that was really just the whole way she comes to that conclusion was just, I will go back and reread that part, that part, and when she opens and closes her store, both those parts I have reread just because her heart is just right there. Well, and and speaking of that, you know, when you start watching the show, you wonder, well, what do they do with their kids while they're doing all this stuff? And then as you continue to watch along, you realize that their kids are very active and vital parts of what they do. And then you read the book and you find out that there were times when she was God told her to step away from the active day-to-day stuff that she was doing in order to be home with her kids, that that was a priority 
And even though she didn't want to do it, even though she went kicking and screaming, she still did it. <laughs> and I and I really applaud that because I think there's not enough of that in today's society because we we've given the wrong ideas about um, gender roles and about what's acceptable. You know, a lot of times, like my sister, she graduated from high school, and all she wanted to be with um, was a mom. And when she would tell people that, she be, they'd be like, "Well, what else are you going to do?" Mm-hmm. And for her, there there wasn't really anything else. She was babysitting and doing all kinds of homemaking stuff to get ready to get married. And now she's married with four children. She got married at 20 years old. And a lot of people thought she was crazy to do that too. But it was a choice that she made and she loves her life. It's, she doesn't feel like she has made this, these massive sacrifices, but our culture says that if you do that, either a, you're, you were somehow forced into it, or B, you um, you couldn't do anything else, so you decided to be a stay-at-home mom. And that couldn't be farther from the truth. Um, and that's something that we here at the Speaking For Him podcast try to support, is to realize one of the reasons I started Speaking For Him, even before the podcast, was that I felt like the, the family was under attack, and the blueprint that God laid out for the family was under attack. And I wanted to have a way to encourage people that know what God wrote in the Bible is is the truth. And it's what he wanted to share with us. And so I I really feel like that comes through in this book. You know, she doesn't waste her time. She's a very active uh, woman. She's always busy with different projects. But her family is her priority. And I definitely, totally respect that. So, um, sorry, sometimes I get on my soapbox and it's hard to get back off, (laughs) but, um, I will do that now and just say, um, Naomi, was there anything surprising to you? I thought it was surprising that Chip actually learned as he went, like she was saying that, you know, they started to rip up floors. Originally they would just do like painting, touch up, cosmetic, and then they started to go deeper and he would just learn how to do it. And I just think that's admirable. You know, we, we often think, well, I'm not good at that. or I'm not perfect at it. And, and he would just, okay, I, got, I have to tackle this. And he would just learn how to do it. And I thought that was pretty neat. I wish I could remember the quote because there's a part in it where Chip says, uh, you know, come on, Jojo, let's start this store. Because if you fail, you just get up and you've learned something and you go on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's just amazing. They are unique in of themselves. Uh, I just finished listening or reading the uh, screw tape letters, and it says at the end where you know we'll take away their uniqueness, and then they'll all be the same, and we'll be able. They're just not going to be who they're supposed to be. And Chip and Joanna in this book, and you can watch the show and just watching them, they've bucked that trend, and uh, amazing things have happened. I I, I like I said I, I really. Like it. and there's actually a a part. If you listen to the audiobook, there's a little part at the end where they share some of the recordings of the interviews they did with their co-author, where they were talking about their story, getting ready to put it into print. And she talked about how when they first started filming the show, she overcorrected herself. She would say something, and then she'd be like, "Oh no, I have to say it better." 
But the whole point, the whole reason that HGTV wanted them to do a show was because they were genuine. Mm -hmm. And they didn't want a bunch of scripted responses. They didn't want it to be perfect. They, they in fact, wanted it to be not perfect. And I think that's what sold the show. I think that, I mean, sold the show, but I think that's why they have such a huge fan base. People actually feel like they know them. And through the book, they talk about how Chip, he has acted, you know, he's been going out of his way for everyone he sees all throughout his life and it's like it's it just of course this is going to happen because they've always been this wonderful mm-hmm. all right um well uh, was there anything else that stuck out to either of you about this book naomi's thinking <laughs> i just have to say that they remind me a lot of my parents um while I was reading this, I was having memories of, I remember one time my parents bought a house in, I think, Tennessee or Missouri, and it was an old farmhouse, and, like, you went into the laundry room, and it was full of flies, dead mm. flies. And within a week, we cleaned it, and, you know, our whole family, my dad had to redo the plumbing, so my sister Nina had to climb under the house, old farmhouse no, <laughs> it was gross. But anyway, so, but she was helping. She was really good. But anyway, so we worked on that house and I remember going to sleep the first night and flies dropping on my face. So when Oof. she walks in the house and it smells really bad, I can totally relate. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, my parents turned that house, they cleaned it, fixed everything. And within a week, somebody stopped by, saw it and said, would you be willing to sell this? And my dad and mom were originally going to keep it. It was a big, it had a lot of land and they were in a farm and um, the people made an offer and my parents were like, we can't refuse that. And we did that a couple of times. My parents would buy a place, fix it because we were going to live there, but someone would see it, fall in love with it. And my parents would sell it. And then of course, my dad was a builder. So I relate to her moving all the time when she's young because we moved like every two years until I was 12 or 13. So... But, yeah, I just have to say when I was reading this, I just kept laughing because I'm like, that's so like my parents. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I think that's what it is, is they're real people. You don't feel like you're reading this book and you're like, yeah, of course, in their life. Mm-hmm. They're real yeah. people. They have real struggles. And it was a good book. Bring it to the beach. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get warm yeah. eventually. <laughs> yeah. Any, uh, anything you want to add, Denise? I uh, said so much. I wrote at the end, uh, they seem to have figured out early that quality and simple are ingredients to a really great everything. And they just kept talking about doing a quality work and how to simplify things. And um, I just really, you just really saw that throughout the entire book over and over and over again. All right. Well, the one other thing that stuck out to me was there, and this was alluded to earlier, and I will give a little bit of a spoiler alert, but they were going through some financial hardship. And they had a friend who gave them a substantial sum of money to help them through their financial hardship. And said, even if you can never pay this back, don't worry about it. We'll just, we'll consider it a gift to you guys. And so they were trying to decide what to do and, and they... Said, so, well, maybe we could buy another flip house and with this money and then turn around and sell it for more and then be able to pay our bills off of that. And then they realized, hey, we need to pay our bills first. Mm-hmm. And so they wrote a hundred, they wrote 
Well, I'm just going to say it. They wrote $100,000 worth of checks to people that they owed money, and they paid them off before they ever took a dime. And I was just, it was humbling to me that they realized they needed to make sure that they took care of the people that work for them before they handled their own uh, business. So I really think that was a, a really good thing. And I resonated with their humility and their desire to do things the right way, even though it doesn't seem like the easiest path to take. Mm -hmm. You know, they could easily have said, well, we're just going to sink it into another project and hope it comes up golden. But they didn't. They, they took responsibility for what was going on and they didn't make excuses. They just used the money wisely. And they ended up being able to pay them back. Um, I don't know how soon, maybe a couple of years later with interest because God had been faithful to them. And there's also a really cool uh, story about how they got their um, farmhouse. the farmhouse that they live in as a family now. So just a lot of cool stories in this book, and I really encourage people to read it. Um, I have a small story for you. Okay. So uh, I have their magazine, and I brought it with you. And, you know, because I forget, you can't see these things. And it's <laughs> it's signed by Chip and Joe. And, well, we'll, uh, we'll get a picture. We'll yeah. put it on the wall. Yeah. So I uh, got their magazine, and it was not obviously their fault. Uh, our, our post office, not our post office, but the post office, had eaten it. Like, there was a whole section <sighs> of it out in I was trying to read it anyway because I'm just that big of a fan. And my son took my picture. I posted it on Instagram because that's what we do these days. <laughs> and they got a hold of me and they sent me two new magazines. They wrapped it so elaborately that had a little flower in it. It's signed. It's just, I mean, that was just, they didn't need to do that. They could have just sent me another one. But no, they went way above and beyond, almost to the point that I'm like, ooh, I hope it gets eaten up again this week. <laughs> Oh, not, like, not like you want to take advantage. Maybe, maybe, they'll, mean, maybe they'll send me tickets. To yeah. go I mean, away. that was just <laughs> above and beyond what I, I would have ever expected. And my parents, they went out last year to the silos. And my mom said the atmosphere there is just phenomenal. She could not – everywhere you went, everyone was so kind. She said it was unlike anything she's ever experienced. I definitely would like to go see their store. I, I keep telling Naomi really that awesome. she needs to just pull that semi in and load it up. And <laughs> I might sneak in the back for that <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh, and another thing I can't believe we didn't talk about this. They don't have a television. Mm -hmm. Oh, that yeah. was, What? Yeah. There are these megastars. They do not have a TV. They want their kids to play outside. They, they wanted to spend... It started when they were first married. They just wanted... Someone gave them that advice to try what six months was mm -hmm. it? Yep. And after six months, they went, eh, don't really miss it. I'm like, God, think of all the things I could do if I wasn't just watching Fixer Upper. But <laughs> yeah, my right. duck reading Sims is so yeah. much better for watching <laughs> Fixer Upper. But they so. did. They did say. They did say. They're like, make sure that you understand. This isn't an Amish thing, and we do watch TV. Right. Oh, when they go on vacation, they said they never leave the hotel room. They just want to watch TV. They want to catch up on everything. Because they like to watch TV, but they said it, it was it was good for their marriage to be without TV, and they just got used to it, and they wouldn't go back. That's awesome. And so I, I think that is awesome. I do like TV, uh, no <laughs> lie, but 
if I had a girl, I would spend a lot less time watching TV. I will just put that right out there. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, it was just a really good book all the way around. So we're about to wrap up this discussion. But really quickly, um, is there any final things that either of you would like to say about why people should read this book? Oh, come on. We just talked about a million things. Just go get it. Like, you can get it from your library. You can get the audio book. You can download it. I mean, it's so easy. And it's on Yeah, it's on. You can. Yeah. It's and so and easy I, I actually. Download, quick read. Yeah, I actually downloaded it from my library from my home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it so, just feels like the whole book, whether you read it, I have read it and I have listened to it, which Chip and Joe read it. Um, you just feel like you're sitting there having a conversation with them the whole time. You you feel like you're just in the room with them and they're just telling you your story because when I'm listening to it, I'm talking back to them. So it, it's just that kind of conversational book. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. Our review of the Magnolia story. We'll be back in a few weeks with four new titles for your consideration. And we hope that you have enjoyed this podcast. Drop us a line with the contact information at the end of the show and let us know if there's any books that you want us to cover. And we will be back uh, with our future titles very soon. For the Speaking for Him podcast, this is Andrew Gomison saying, have a great weekend and keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking For Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.